Pain heals. Cheeks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. Right open. Right open. Right on. Shotgun. DC right. Flip 90. Dig. On the center. On the center. Ready? That was a long one. It's epic. I did not expect it to go for as long as it went. Because it, it you know, it builds and it builds and then they all go, break! And that's when the explosion happens. It was well-timed. You did a very good job, Josh. <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> Everyone, I'm Vince Troya. This is the Keanu cast month on fucking Crazy for Swayze. Josh is here as always. And we're joined today by Andrew Zaleski because we are watching the 2001 film Hardball. Hardball, it's about baseball. Hardball. Now, I haven't seen this movie since we watched it as kids at your mom's house, Andrew. It's, it's been some time, yeah. Dude, it's been a <laughs> fucking while. Uh, have you seen this, Josh? Never. Never? Okay, all right. I don't like sports movies. All right. We've been over this. Well, this is a baseball movie. It's not a sports movie. No. Um, uh, baseball is my least favorite sport. This one was fun from what I remember, and I remember it being like... It was very dramatic, but it was still fun, <laughs> you know, because it tells the story of Keanu Reeves, this guy that, uh, you know, he's a gambler mm-hmm. and a drunk and a drunk. And he has to uh, coach these kids a la a Mighty Ducks. But he's got to reach these kids, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. From rock bottom, right? It's kind yeah. Of like a- they're mostly black kids, if, is my understanding is correct? It's all the kids. Uh, they're, yeah, they're in a, a one project in uh, Chicago. Mm, Michael P. Jordan's in this movie. It was his debut. His debut and then on The Wire. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was in this. He's actually, I think, second build or something, or third build. Wow, probably in retrospect, though, yeah, right? He he is the like one of the one of the lead boys. Is his name on the DVD? I think it is. Like on the back, though. No. Okay. Because no, yeah, because most child stars like they aren't noted, you know. Yeah, no, he wasn't at all. Not even in the 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 bottom part, you know. But what? Got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. DB Sweeney is mentioned on here a few times. He's a dude. He was in Brother Bear and Spawn. So Brother Bear. Brother Bear. Um, but yeah, this was directed by Brian Robbins, right? He also did Good Burger, Varsity Blues, and Norbit. What? Yeah. So we're actually a little familiar with a little bit of his work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Keanu is going to be playing this guy named Connor O'Neill next to Diane Lane, who joins the Swayze adjacents now. Wow. Because of her appearance in The Outsiders, Michael B. Jordan, D.B. Sweeney, John Hawks makes an appearance. We watched him in uh, Freaked. Freaked? Yeah. Wait, who was he in Freaked? I'm not sure. Oh, man. I think he was just a normal dude. Oh, he wasn't one of the freaks? I don't think he was one of the freaks. Do you think he was like one of those Rost Ifarians? No. Have you ever heard of the movie Freaked, Andrew? No. Oh, it's no, fucked up. How would you describe it, Josh? Well, it's like, um, oh, it's kind of like Hostel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or was it more like Tusk? Yes. A little oh. bit. 
A little bit of both. So kind of artsy, but really fucked up. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. It's it's a movie where uh, Alex Winters is like a he's like a shoe mogul, yeah. or something, and he goes to like a foreign country and gets taken captive and turned into a freak. Bill from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No way. Yeah, yeah. he is the director and the main star of that movie, and, and yeah, he gets he, turned into like a half gremlin or something. It's it's so goofy. Is <laughs> and he, he walks around with his big old prosthetic on, and Keanu's in it as a dog man, and uh, almost all of the uh, freaks are pros- like practical effects. The yeah. Rastafarians, I think, are the only ones oh, that weren't. So fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, Mr. T's in it also. Um, it's like a bearded lady. Randy Quaid is in it as like the leader of the freaks. He's and, the villain. Yeah, he's oh, he's I'm, creating the freaks. Yeah, and then like there's mm-hmm. the corporate villain as well. Oh yes, but yeah, Keanu's like the lead, really. I mean, like Alex Winters is like a reluctant hero, but Keanu's like the hero of the group. Keanu's the hero. Alex Winters is the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keanu's like Wolfman. He's uncredited. It's it's great. <laughs> and uh, Graham Beckel is also making his second appearance in this. We watched him in Black Dog. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'm think I'm pretty sure that he was one of like the Reds guys. You know. Sure. One of those dudes. But, yeah, we're going to see some familiar faces. We're going to watch this movie. It's going to be a Mighty Ducks. I'm excited about it. Yeah, better be better than fucking The Comeback Kid. Oh, it will 100% be better than The Comeback Kid. I think that's what we're going to be able to, like, really gauge it against. We've watched another movie in the same kind of vein where John Ritter has to go and teach a bunch of kids how to play baseball. Mm. And uh, we did not like it. What was Swayze doing in that movie? Swayze was one of his buds. Oh, God, yeah, at the bar. Okay, terrible. Yeah, like, so John Ritter was on, like, a double-A baseball team, right? He was in the minors. And he was just not playing well, so his coach booted him and said, uh, we have another game or two, you know? If you want to come and try back out before those games, you're welcome to, but these are the requirements to be able to do that. And one of them was being able to hit at a certain speed, so we... I don't remember, but he basically takes over control of a minor or of a kid's baseball team and like abuses the children in an effort yes. to try and fall in love with the woman who's in charge of the children. Oh man, this it's, does not sound good. It was a bad movie. He doesn't learn anything or grow. He just bags the girl. Yeah, <laughs> tricking her. Swayze was in two scenes. He had like four lines. Most of them were yeah. <laughs> like it was. It was a thing. Whatever. But yeah, I got this on DVD, so we can watch this forever. Um, as many times as you need to. I did find a fun piece of trivia that this was originally rated R. What? But then, like, a bunch of critics and parents that went and did the test audience and stuff like that, they're like, holy shit, these kids have such foul language. So they went back and ADR'd a bunch of it. Oh, so just imagine every oh. time a kid's saying, like, a fake swear, they're saying a real swear? Yeah, it's like, instead oh. of saying, like, shithead and motherfucker, they're saying, like, goofball, and like, but it's all ADR'd, so we're going to have to watch oh, for it because... Man. That's unfortunate, I think. Uh, right? Ebert actually mentions it in his review that he's like, why didn't you let it just be a rated R movie and let those kids talk like that because that's how kids fucking talk. Yeah. You know? Mm. But, um, yeah, so we got a PG-13 version of it. Okay. I don't know if there is an R-rated version. I was looking for it, but ours is PG-13. So we will be able to see some of the fucking dubs. Oh, that'll be fun to watch out for. Hopefully. Imagine getting the kids in the recording booth and you're like, all right, now it's a goofball. They're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Goofball. Go- and I mi- said the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, 
I'm excited for this. Do you want to watch it? Yes. Let's do it. Let's watch it. Holy shit, I love Hardball. Oh my god, you were ready for the abrupt ending of the theme song this time. <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> Quote unquote, you wrote it. Dude, uh, yeah, so I wrote this on my phone while I was at work. I they heard. It's all I was doing the entire time. That's this Italian is all a sham? This is all, this is how you make music, kids. Italian just like, techno, boopity boop. boop, just, boop, boop. just get GarageBand on your phone and just open up a drum machine and go boop, 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 boop. And then you get a keyboard and go boop, 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 boop. And then you get our theme song. That's like what it. it fucking works. That's how it works. It's Keanu month. Like, <laughs> like if anyone I'm wants. Crazy versus if anyone wants to talk to you about art, fuck them. Because it doesn't really matter. Because you just do whatever you want and then tell people it's art. And then if they refute it, then you're like, well, you're wrong. And then yeah. they can't argue you. This is what I based at least 25 years of my 34-year life about. <laughs> Double down. Like, this is 50, like, 25 more. This is my sunken cost fallacy, right? Vince Troya is an artist. And if somehow you prove me wrong, I'll probably just implode. Punch you. I'll pro yep. I'll, I'll be oh no one kicks my ass better than me and that is what this movie's about Keanu kicking his own ass better than anyone else he literally does Dude. he literally does he kicks his own ass <laughs> I forgot he did that he did it was like what are you doing I'm kicking my own ass yeah and I literally have that written down here kicks his own ass like in quotes on my notes liar liar <laughs> is one of my favorite movies <laughs> I think that's one of my mine as well. Where was it? Connor has a gambling problem. No one can yep. kick my ass better than me. Second note. Yep. My first note says, sucks to your asthmar. <laughs> you guys know Lord of the Flies? You guys know that book? It's about the children on the island. I am familiar with it, but I've never read it. Well, the one kid or... has asthmar, and he needs a... Oh, asthmar? Yeah. I thought you were saying ASMR for a second. No, asthmar. So I need to make the mouth noises. It's so crazy that your mic is that good. Uh, why? Because if I you... did that at my mic, it would sound like... Oh, it sounds the same. Andrew, you do yours. <laughs> Sucks to your I ASMR, the guest mic, so. Welcome to <laughs> ASMR <laughs> cast. My name's Vince Troya. I've got Josh over there on the ones and twos. Andrew's is, 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 is jolving me. Jolving. <laughs> Jolving. Mm. Dude, I had more beers than I've had in like months. Okay, then tonight. am I in charge? I've become in charge. This movie's about Keanu like being a gambling addict. Like this movie is for me, it's like you cut the wire with uncut gems because you can't cut the gems. And then you <laughs> also uncut. and then you cut it with bad news bears and you got this movie. Well, yeah. It was it, way realer than I thought. It's him like getting rid of Tiki, right? Like yeah. Tiki is that that bad thing, like that just like following it's, him through the movie. And the second he's like, "Fuck you, Tiki, get the get the freak out of here," or whatever they dubbed at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then yeah. 
then Keanu becomes is, is this great guy who's very impactful for the kids, and, and it just you just love Keanu. Then you know oh, he's not an asshole sports better that's it's just ripping people off. At least Tiki wasn't that bad. Like he didn't try and come at Keanu like you owe me money. He was yeah. like, whoa, you're out. You're, you're out. leaving me mm-hmm. out in the mm-hmm. in the wind here. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Like uh, I need you to like make these bets for me so I can make money off of you. It's like fuck you, Tiki. Was, Get was, out of here. Was Tiki banned from betting? Like does no one accept Tiki's bets because he's such Probably. a fucking addict? Maybe. Because, like, Keanu was seconds away. Like, he was two bets away from being cut off. Yeah. Like, these guys were going to cut his legs off or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. literally cut off. And Tiki's out there, like, scalping tickets from, like, last night's game. Like, oh, that like, was such a good one. I'm addicted to crack. And it scares these kids Dude, away. He like, yells on, at the kids. a great ticket. scene. When he yells at the kids who are like, you sold me bad tickets. I'm addicted to crack. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> like, what? That made me be like, damn, you can just do that, can't you? Yeah. You can you can literally say anything. Cut somebody a bad deal and then just be like, "I'm addicted to crack. Don't come near me." <laughs> it's, it's the early 2000s. Okay, um, so it's the early 2000s. When did this come out, Vince? This came out in 2001. This came out on September 14th, 2001, three days after 9/11, and it came out the exact same day as uh fucking Diane Lane's other movie, The Glass House. I have a question for you, Andrew. 9/11, who did it? Mm. I'm afraid to answer that because uh, <laughs> I don't know who's going to be coming after me. <laughs> Everybody's listening. Keep right? that in mind. <laughs> Uh, Vince, who it did was it? an inside job, though. Let's just be. <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, I George think... Walter Bush. Walter. Walter Walker. Walker Bush. Don't slander the name Walter. He's a he's a Texan. Walker Bush. George Walker. But George... he's not the Texan. There's only one Texan. <laughs> who's the Who's the Texan? Patrick Swayze. Um, yeah, George W. Bush did did nine eleven. I agreed. We can all agree. I, I don't know. I I think he's too stupid to do nine eleven. I mean, you get a flip flop thrown at you. Like, I don't know. He's just like not. That's okay. Vince, okay. just quickly checking okay. in. How do you feel? I'm about just trying 9/11? to save my ass here. So oh, could... how do I feel about nine eleven? Mm-hmm. It was bad. <laughs> just always important to check in. We gotta yeah. we gotta make sure. Yeah, not a fan of nine eleven. No. Do you guys remember where you were? Oh yeah, I I one hundred percent remember. Do you remember? I remember. I, I remember we were in the same class. Where, I remember where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. straight up. You guys yeah. were in the same place. Sounds, yeah, seventh grade. That's yeah. that's conspiratorial. We were in your only be. fucking alibis. Yeah, we were in Mr. Paternoster's seventh grade social it? studies class at Lands Cruise Middle School Central yes. in Harrison Township, Michigan, in two thousand and one. What was the address? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Harrison Township, Michigan. There's only one middle school in it. Oh, good. Just fucking figure it out, bro. Well, I just I need some corroboration because I'm not convinced. Like now, I'm starting to think. Maybe I'm here to corroborate that. The corroboration bro. is here. Yeah, I understand that. That's that, why I was that's, it out in this that's podcast. That's the sketchy part. Where were you, Josh? I was in fifth grade in New York. Yeah, yeah. I was on, on an airplane. Mark what? Wahlberg was yeah, there. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg was there. Okay, this is more unbelievable than our corroborated story here. <laughs> Sounds like Josh did 9/11. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll confess. I did 9-11. You can cut this if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would I cut this? Because it's fucking too funny. <laughs> it's too funny. All right. So I actually genuinely loved this movie. Me too. Agreed. I cried multiple times this watch. And like, I think it was, was, was the same times I was crying when I was a kid. Because yep. like, like, I love 
Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I love Biggie. You're always like, I, I love, love it when, when you, you call me Big, Big Papa. Papa. Yeah. You say that all the time. I cannot stress enough how much fucking B.I.G. means to me. I love him. And every time they sing it, it makes me cry. And like, even when they were just vibing to it over his headset, I was like, oh, fuck, I feel it already. Like, I love that there was the continuity between the, like, it's not deaf, but like differently abled person on the team between this and the last film that we had watched. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know, this guy isn't deaf, but he's overstimulated. He needs, he needs Mm -hmm. the the biggie in his ears that he can pitch good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When he doesn't have it, he loses the beat, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So and I love the camaraderie around it, right? In this movie, because it's like a like this team's beating each other up. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Andre, you got Kavi, just like at each other, and then um, they start singing Biggie Smalls, and everybody's buddies. The yeah. signature song is like a thing about blockbusters. You what know? do you mean? Uh, you know, like think, think about Jaws, the original blockbuster. Yeah. There's the there's the signature song is Burnham, Burnham. So you know he's coming. Burnham, Burnham, Burnham. Yeah, there's always a signature song, and that's something that a blockbuster wants to have. This song has a signature song, or this movie has a signature song, and it's it's Biggie Smalls, Big mm-hmm. Papa. Dude. And the movie we watched last time had a signature song as well. What was that one? I will survive. It was. Hey, hey. How do you feel about Biggie Smalls, Josh? Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's cooler to like Tupac, but like kind of weak ass shit if you ask me i live by the ten crack commandments just saying <sighs> i knew you never get high in your own supply mm. how'd you guys like the guy that was smoking crack in this movie i thought he was very scary <laughs> you thought it was a cigar for a second i said that's a cigar yeah and then no. i said no no that's not it's I a just glass believe, I a glass you. cigar i think Listen. is what you said <laughs> No, I said glass cigar. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, come on. You I, did say glass there's cigar. A guy, there's a guy smoking a, a big-ass crack pipe in this movie. Mm-hmm. Man, like, it was filmed in the same place as Candyman, yes. right? So so crucial, dude. It Like, the setting was very spooky. As they were setting up to the part that makes you cry with G-Baby, and what's the other guy's name? Do you guys know? Uh, his, his brother? Kofi. Yeah. Kofi. Kofi was his brother. Yep. So Kofi and G-Baby are walking through the hood and you're like, Hold, like for me, I was like, it's kind of, it's like surreal seeing these kids in these nice baseball uniforms. Well, yeah, they're, they're walking, walking up to their building. Their neighborhood. They're yeah. walking through their neighborhood and it's framed as scary. Yeah. And it is scary. They can't go to 100%. their own house at that, at that point, right? You right, because the gangsters told them to go away because yeah, something yeah. bad's not, happening yeah. inside. Not only gangsters, but one of their former teammates. Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, Jamal oh. was there with them. You know, He's like, I have guarding the, the wire, and yeah. you guys have to now be on the wire. And the story like, of the We're Jamal. in a baseball movie, not the wire. Yeah, yeah. The story of Jamal was just so, like, the saddest part, really. Because right? oh, this yes. kid just wanted to play baseball, right? And then he ends up joining a, the street, the local street gang, right, what, that owns his project. What was his position on the baseball team? He was oh. second base or third, shortstop, I think. I don't mean to discount anything on the baseball team, but in a baseball movie, the only people who matter are the people who knock it out of the park and those who pitch. Um. So what? his thing was just about how he was conflicted. I think oh, he was too old. I think two that, weeks by two weeks by right? two weeks. Right. I think the subtext of it that's saying like, like, oh yeah, if these kids don't have an after school activity, they're going to join a gang. Mm-hmm. 
was I, a little heavy-handed. Oh, you thought it was heavy-handed. I thought it was actually kind of a light touch. Oh, yeah? I remember that's how they sold marching band back mm-hmm. in high school. It's like, these kids are going to get in trouble, get into drugs and stuff, if they're not the, doing that's something. What my, that's what Drumline was. Yeah. That's exactly what they said with Drumline. It doesn't matter what the after-school activity is. Even mm-hmm. in being in an independent band, yeah. it does theoretically keep you away from doing drugs and stuff. Yeah. Like, having well, activities know, and hobbies is what keeps you out of trouble. Being in a band has introduced me to drugs, so. But in a different way, dude, because, like, it's not a burnout thing. When you're in a band and you're doing drugs, you're doing it because you're having fun and you're experiencing new things. If you're just hanging out. <laughs> it's a rock star life, man. That's it. But, like. I love playing music. It's yeah. fun. And it's not only is it fun, it's, like, a, a group activity that, that, that brings camaraderie like not everybody has that experience you get to perform in front of people dude like Mm -hmm. being in a band is is one of the highlights of any person's life like most people's highlights are like a fucking karaoke activity they did one time and if they give a speech at their friend's wedding yeah yeah well it's part of being part of a team right having some accountability right because then you become more responsible Mm -hmm. right you you you're what you do the choices you make impact others yeah, it's weird that the kids 100%. don't really make any decisions in this movie, right? Like the kids don't actually have any decisions to make. No. Like Keanu yeah. is the only one making. Actually, no one's really making decisions. Keanu's, Keanu's making erratic up. decisions. Yeah. Keanu's <laughs> having an uncut gems while these kids are having <laughs> a, a, the wire. Yep. And what what is it that the teacher is doing? Is she an actual nun, or did they just call her that because they were calling her frigid? She's not a nun. So they were just calling her frigid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the one kid tried to mack on her and she didn't like it. They're they're putting in, grouping her in that nun stereotype, right? Well, they uh, just they like go to smacking a, you with a ruler kind of deal if you don't do your homework. Well, they go to a Catholic school or something like that. I don't yeah, think I they know. do. Oh, they don't. They thought, thought it was like Saint Mary's or something. Yeah. She well, she made a point saying that she's not a nun because yeah. Keanu even at that one point yeah. was like. Waving his hands. Dude, like I love the hand the activities that you're doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, well, Keanu and all of us had just done the, uh, except for Josh. Josh doesn't understand. The, the Gidget. I did it. I don't understand, but yeah. I did it. The, the Gidget motion, the, the, yeah. the flying nun. And Vince is putting both of his hands, palms forward to the, to his head. And, his then, head. and then moving them out. Them out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we did the same, like, we got, like, Andrew and I understood, but Josh was like, what the fuck is he doing? Shouldn't he be going down? And no, 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 like, a nun habit. is like a slicked back habit is how I think about it. It's like just it. a different kind of habit. All I know about habits is sister act. <laughs> well, her, her habit was even different than other habits in the film. I'd like you to promise a, sick, a sister act. Oh, all right. All right, everyone, right now, right now, it is, yeah, Saturday, the, the 15th of April. At approximately 9.30 p.m. And 9.36 with 40 seconds. I'm going to talk to my sister, right? Michelle's going to come on here. We're going to watch the Sister Act. We're going to watch the Sister Act motherfucking two. Two. And we're going to give you the best rundown of those two films. Michelle knows more than I do about such a topic, and she's the only one who I trust. Sister expert. She, yes, my sister, the Is sister expert. Is it because expert. she's your sister? Is that why? Yes, and because we, <laughs> she, this, all right, so, when we were, when we were kids, right, we went to, we went to church, and our church had like a, like a video room you could rent out, you know, just general like veggie tales and all that bullshit, 
Michelle Veggie Tales. Yeah, yeah. Michelle rented out Major Jesus. Major Jesus. General Veggie Tales. <laughs> but Michelle rented out fucking uh, Sister Act and Sister Act Two all the time. Specifically, Sister Act Two because she loved Lauren Hill and the rest of the kids. Back in action. Yeah, she loved back in the habit. Back in the habit. Yeah, Sister Act Two. Back in the habit. She loved all the kids in it because they were fucking sick. You know, especially with the last musical number where they're like, like, hey, just go out there and be yourselves and like, just feel it. And then that's going to be the best performance you can give. Like, that was the whole thing that Whoopi was trying to, you know, give everyone those, those both, both, both those movies was just like, hey, believe in yourself and just go out there and do it and just, it'll be fine. You know, and those kids fucking nail it. Michelle loved it. We watched it go in camp in so many times, and then we eventually got a copy of the VHS that I think I have in that box right there. <laughs> what do you have boxes of VHSs? I just, you know, in case a gangster comes up to me and is like, hey. Give me you, all your tapes. You owe me $12,000. And I'm like, well, I don't have any money, but I got he, these tapes. Okay, yep. so he owed money to different people, right? Like, Multiple people. So there was, no, it was only two guys, right? The Multiple barber. people. Yeah, but like one was like a family friend. And his yeah. family friend was like, you're good. You, yeah. can, you can keep your debts for now. Mm-hmm. Pay the barber. The yeah. barber, that's a sick name for a bad guy. It is. I like that a lot. Cool. We like that. Um, So he owed like 6,000 to each of them, but he also 5,000 to like some, the guys that he theoretically worked with. He didn't have a job, did he? No. No. So how did he know the banker guy? How do you know the stock guy? Well, he was a dude that stonks. Like, he borrowed $5,000 for his father's funeral, yep. air quotes. And then he's just like, hey, straight up, like, no. I knew you asked somebody else for that same exact amount of money the same time. And I know you're a gambler, so we're not going to ask any questions. You're going to do something for me. And that's how Jimmy got Connor to coach the baseball team. Connor. Yeah, I thought it was like a court-ordered thing like in Mighty Ducks. Like I was a drunk driver, and now I have to do It's funny that service. his friend conned him into doing it, but was paying him fairly. He was giving him $500, $500 a week. $500 a week? In the 90s. $500 a week? Just to hang out with kids for, for two and a half hours? That's all for the whole week. He had do to you want to know how much money I made in like 2005 none. per week? I made none. Oh, I made maybe 300 Maybe. Like that would be a good week if I made. 300. So when the guy hooks him up with the job, it it strikes me as very, especially when he goes over to meet the fake nun, it's a very uh, you know comeback kid situation. Mm-hmm. But God, he earns it, doesn't he? He one hundred percent earns he it. Does. Like the comeback kid, even though it was made like twenty five years before this, it same could, plot. It could have learned a few fucking lessons from goddamn Hardball. It was so fucking good. Keanu grows in the process, right? He's like, yeah, something he, he actually does. Do. I like that. Uh, I like that most of his growing happens in retrospect. Like mm-hmm. the movie is happening and it's happening and it's happening, and then it all comes to a big pause, and then yeah. it like retrospects and tells us some stuff that it didn't show us before, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Ooh, he was growing the whole time." Mm-hmm. 
He was. I like that. It I was like slow. that like, he wasn't growing. He wasn't growing. Oh, you guys missed all this. Yeah, we missed it because you didn't show it to us. I refute that. I think it showed us. Um, I think it only didn't show us one scene, which was integral like, to yes, the story. Maybe one or two scenes with G-Money. Yeah. Mm. G-Baby. G-Baby. Uh, the G is for? Gangsta. Hell yeah. It has to be. It's got to be. Um, G-Baby, he rules. He does. Did you he makes a, that team. Did All right. He makes the Kakumbas. He, he is the Kakumbas. Kakumbas. You can't you can't pick G-Baby. Did you have a favorite kid? Oh, I like Michael B. Jordan. He's like, oh, I, I am B. Jordan. I am B. Jordan. Yeah, I do like Miles, though. Miles, like where he... Miles per hour. He was in his thing, right? He had his headset on. He's always listening to, you know, Biggie. Mm-hmm. And then they took it. They ripped the headset from him. Like, what the fuck? You know? It's like, oh, it's it's a hazard. Well, okay. the, I like G Baby before they killed him. Yeah, I, I'm just being real. Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't too. G-Baby, I didn't no. like like him afterwards. He didn't do anything after he died. Are you sure? He, he, he inspired. Must, he, yeah. He did. They did no. it for G-Baby at the end, by the way. I think all the kids did an amazing job. Yep. If you were one of the the kids on the baseball team in hardball and you're listening to this right now, you know, because a lot of these, a lot of the boys on the team didn't do many movies after this. This was like their one big thing. Yeah, I wanted to see what G-Baby G was in. Nothing. All of you did great. I'm, 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 I, I was impressed across the board. These All, people are your peers, Vince. You don't have to treat them like children. Dude. If you think their movies suck, just let them know. I thought it was great. Yeah, we loved it. <laughs> I, I thought everything that every one of the kids in this movie did, who are all my peers, were in our mid-30s now. Mm-hmm. Like, they fucking knocked it out of the park. Well, let's be real. They're in the movie, yes, right? Their age in the movie was our peers, right? Yes. We're pretty much the same age here. But as a child actor, Michael you know, B. Jordan, they, they might be a couple age, years though. older than us. Oh, yes, yes. You know, like he he is the our, our actual peer. It's just it, yeah, yeah, it's wild to see them because yes, they they were having a good time. They because mm-hmm. to me, it's mm-hmm. it's another instance of this thing that we like on this podcast, where they're not necessarily good at acting. They're just like being themselves on screen. Yeah. And they're able to be themselves on screen and like interact with other people and like just act and have a nice time. Oh, we're acting like we're on a baseball team together. That's the, the amount of acting that they're doing. Yes. Yep. And they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yes, we like it. Yeah, We're going to the ship, right? We're going to the oh, ship. They, like, you know that this movie is going to take us to the ship. And they know? were dealing in pizzas. Who's yep. the captain yep. of the ship? Keanu. Yeah. Keanu, yeah. take us. And he's like, uh, I'm a gambling addict. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you feel about Diane's? Diane. Diane. Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. What was her name last name? Wilkes? Wilkes. Miss Wilkes. Miss Wilkes. How did you feel about Diane Lane in this film? She had the same vibe as the lady in the last movie. Not the fucking lie. Yeah, she did. And you know what? She didn't feel too far off as Cherry in goddamn uh, the, the Outsiders either. Why'd you say that name? Cherry? Yeah. Because that was her name. Wow, in The Outsiders? Yeah. God. Yeah, I feel like... Diane is an amazing actress. She's a, she's extremely strong. 
and she delivers a great performance but i always feel regardless of the film that i want more mm. and it skimmed the surface of the the layer right the love yeah. interest layer and yeah. it kind of gave keanu coach coach connor another incentive to like teach these kids right it, it, exactly. it kept it hooked them right he, he was there for the money mm-hmm. and then it hooked them with uh mills wilkes wilkies and then he was just kind of like kind of throwing his game at her and then uh you know kind of went off the deep end for a minute but then it was about the kids by the end right can, can we talk about his money situation okay and like is it okay to drift away from the love interest because the money situation is like he needs to pay off two different bookies, but the one bookie's like I'm not, I'm not gonna charge you, and the other one's like I need money every week, and he's paying him every week because he's getting money every week, except for the one week he didn't, and then they because chased he needed him to go on a date. What his date cost five hundred dollars? I don't know. Is that like I don't know what he's right. paying every week, but like his money situation's fucked, and he's not even thinking about rent. He's paying every week the same amount. What about rent? Yeah, he doesn't have a job. Like, and he's making 500 bucks a week yeah. teaching kids. Like, what, what about all the other things? Dude, in, I got no life? fucking idea. How, rent. How is he going to pay rent? Like, that's a very important thing to ask. He lives in Chicago. 9-11 changed everything, Vince. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't, like, honestly, because of how old we are, I couldn't tell you what life was like before 9-11. I agree Other than... Lawless. I can promise you that rent has gotten fucked up over the last like twenty years. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I could like it used to be the case that renting was actually cheaper than buying, but mm-hmm. as we all are probably aware, like buying a house is way cheaper than renting a house. One hundred percent. Right now, if I were to buy a house, the mortgage would be cheaper in in our area than your rent. Then my your personal half of our rent. rent. Mm-hmm. Yes, so our my half of our rent is, yeah, it's ridiculous. So as of as of recently, that's changed, right? Because interest rates have changed. Like we've seen historically low interest rate all these years. Like most of our life growing up, right? Mm-hmm. So you can get into a house for you know X amount and pay three percent interest, four percent interest, depending on your credit score, right? Now we're seven percent. Now the banks are making. I mean, incredible amounts of money, but mm-hmm. it's kind of to stifle everything, right? This this crazy growth, and it it hasn't, right? Because now everybody's scared. Now yeah. nobody's selling shit. I'm not scared. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm scared to buy a house at a seven percent interest rate. I can tell you that. Owning a house right now with a three three point two. I'm scared of buying a house that costs twenty percent more than it's worth. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's but in the long term, of. the interest is going to. The fuck interest you. is is. One thing, but I'm more worried about a house being sold for more than it's worth. So that's, I that's did the math on this. With what I paid for my house and what I'm paying for interest now, I'd be paying just straight up seven hundred dollars more per month just to have that mortgage. Damn, seven hundred dollars. Like I, I taking my loan from you know thirteen hundred bucks mm-hmm. and bringing it up over two grand. Dude, how how how? If if, if that would if that. In- increase your rent or your your mortgage that mm-hmm. much it would literally take me an extra week to yeah. be able to pay that yeah yeah but you'd also have an extra person not necessarily people can buy their their homes by themselves yeah i'm so just saying like you know so you want to know something really fucked up What's I up? pay more in daycare than i do for my mortgage yep yep oh. that's the most fucked up thing is that our country is like 
okay, so there's there's all these white supremacists, and they're like, we need more white people. So they want you to get pregnant. Oh, they don't even care, actually. They just want more people. They don't they care if they're white. They just want more Americans. And we're all Americans. We gotta get they more Americans. More, we gotta have more Americans. And But they don't want to care for us. They mm-hmm. just want Not us to, they want the babies to work. They're like, work, baby, work. God, just like Britney Spears said. You know, they, they care so much before the baby's the child's born, right? Mm-hmm. But then after, they could give two fucks, right? They want to li- eliminate. And then they want to make money off your baby. Yeah. hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they want to make the money. The, the people who babysit the children. No, there's people who want the commerce to flow around. It's not the babysitters that want the money. It's like the people who... It's, it's the record companies because what, what happens is that teens, they have a large amount of money, of of expendable money from like babysitting and jobs like bills. that. And they, need, they don't have rent. They don't have bills. They just need to go and consume and they have to buy products. And then what we have to do is put subliminal messages into the pop music, right? Underneath. Buy, all of, sell, buy, sell. Oh, yeah. Orange is the new pink. Du jour is the new Josie and the Pussycats. Everything is amazing. Join the fucking army it's 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 all right there in front of you in black and white it's it's subversion and that's what this movie's telling you about consume 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 i loved this movie i think the cucumbas was a fun name and i liked that all of the teams on the little league team were named after tribes mm. You yeah. like that? I thought it was a fucking fun touch. I thought it was racist. Oh, oh, is it racist because you're white or is it racist because they were black and they wanted to like honor their their heritage? Using the children decide the team name? I've got no fucking idea. I'm trying I'm to pretty get sure that those white guys who own the team, you know, the, the remember the other coach, the president, like, the African American black president? Uh-huh. That's the cop out. <laughs> that guy assigned cop at birth. Yeah, I hated that one coach, uh, the guy that told uh, what Jamal to get the fuck off the field because he's yeah. too solar. And Miles to take off his fucking headset. I like yep. that coach because he reminded me of the coach from The Replacements who was like, <laughs> ah, you're telling me that those girls can slap each other's asses out there? He had the same energy, didn't he, Vince? Didn't he? Hey, do you know who that guy was? Same coach. BD Sweeney. I don't, that's Sweeney Todd. That it was that guy that was in Brother Bear and Spawn. That doesn't help me, Vince, at all. He was also in Chirac. Chirac. Now that sounds like some shit I'd like. Dude, you've seen Chirac. I've watched it with you. It's a Spike Lee joint. Nah. Remember? You haven't watched this? No. My man. Chirac is amazing. Have you ever seen Chirac, I, I have no idea what you guys all are right, talking about. So check this He's out. He's talking about it. I'm not talking about shit. Spike He's Lee. He's talking about this. Spike Lee directed this this musical, Chirac, where I say musical because it's like a hip-hop musical. But everyone's rapping the entire time. Everything is in, like, I endiamic parameter. Iambic pentameter. Iambic pentameter. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate your help in that alley-oop. I went to college for this shit. Hey, fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the entire thing was rhyming, and, and it was great. And Nick Cannon's in it. And Sam Jackson's in it, and fucking uh, John Cusack's in it, and it's all talking about gun violence in Chicago, mm-hmm. and uh, what ev- eventually devolves down to is that the women who are, uh, you know, involved in the gangs, being married to, being being with the leaders of the gangs in Chicago, 
being involved in the gangs themselves, they all decide to stop having sex with their partners or, you know, recreationally to get them to stop committing violence. It's called solidarity. Yeah. So that's the entire movie is that all the women band together strike. To, to not fuck until... Now, Vince, what would you say to someone who crossed that picket line? I'd be like, what the I'm fuck? I'm going to flip your truck. I'm going to flip your truck. Yeah. 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 100%. Huh. Huh. But yeah, the, the Chirac is great. If if you haven't found it, I found it's. I think it's so an no matter Amazon if these original. Women, if they're if they're wearing like elaborate furs or if they have gorgeous vehicles or homes, it doesn't matter like how how strong their trappings are. Like you're like yeah, you have the power. Take the power. You're well, the no, worker. The idea is that it was like you know we. There's violence, and then there's violence. I'm just saying, you violence. support the strikers. I do support the strikers. No matter how much money they make. <laughs> yes. I do support the strikers, <laughs> no matter how much money they make. Good. Yes. No further on that, sorry. <laughs> no, no further on that. I'm going to the ship on that one. Oh. <laughs> god damn we're gonna have to have tiffany on here and she's gonna rip you a new asshole so did you have if we were to take this down to fashion corner did you have a favorite like fit i liked their uniforms oh you like the final uniform i liked the final uniform especially because keanu had a long sleeve underneath his uh his jersey you know very professional very coach like you know i liked it my favorite fit was the imaginary (laughs) <laughs> the, the imaginary nun. The nun. Like the he, nun? Keanu could have said nothing at that point and just went like, <laughs> and you, we were down. Like he's I, asking if you know. I love a physical bit, a audio medium, because we do them all the time. I like that Sammy Sosa was in the movie. Oh, he, he was, was the model. Like he actual was. Sammy Sosa was was featured in the film because uh, what if it wasn't at him? One point, uh, Connor takes all the boys. He's like, he's he, like, he won his twelve grand, right? And he's fucking freaking out. He he's tells like, his boy, "Fuck off!" He tells his boy to fuck off, and he's like, "You guys have never been to a real game, have you?" And all of them are like, "No." And he's like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" My name's Connor. He doesn't ha, like ha. that. He says, "Ha ha." Yeah, he like that. Yeah, he literally does. How many of you guys ever been to a big league park and seen a baseball game? Huh? That's what I thought. You guys will never be a team until you see it played right. Never. Give me that. Mocking them. And then he goes, uh, fucking get in the car. Get in the goddamn car right now. The game starts in an hour. He's having a manic episode. Yeah, and he (laughs) gets all these fucking kids in the car and he takes them to go see the Cubs play. That's the tipping point, though, with Coach Connor, right? He leaves Tiki in the projects. Kids load up. Let's go. And they go out there to see a major league game. No, no, no. The last time we see him is actually betting on the championship game. Like Mm -hmm. a a kid's game. You know, it's like that's who Tiki is. (laughs) That's the juice. Good thing you got him out of your Mm -hmm. life. No, 100%. 
And then he takes the or Keanu takes all the kids to the game, and they go nuts. And they see Sammy Sosa, and he and, acknowledges them. Yeah, like he turns around and waves when the entire team is screaming his name. Like yeah, I would turn around also, but like yeah, he does Sammy! that. Yeah, he yeah. does that, and all the kids go nuts, and they're like, "Fuck yeah, he looks like us. He's playing baseball." It was pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Dude, like, it was a great scene. I expected this Sammy. movie to be stupid and fucking corny but it was not that not yes. at any point not it was at any like point. real and fucking gritty and like the 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 credits and like the text they're using <laughs> implies that the movie is like fake gritty mm-hmm. but like it's real like this guy is a fucking huge loser and his friend who's like I, oh i do this for charity just puts him in charge and the kids are like i don't give a fuck about you and he's like oh I give a fuck about you. And I don't believe him. And then he meets the girl and he's like, I give a fuck about these kids. I still don't believe him. Yep. And Dude. then they play some games and he's like, these kids are pretty lit. Dude. I totally believe the fucking character growth. I believed it. Yep. Because he's the everyman, dude. He I believe in. it more than, than fucking Emilio. I think this is better Mighty Ducks than Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I think I'm, it's it. I'm not even fucking sorry for saying that. If you want... To fucking write in to SwayzePod at gmail.com to fight me about how this is a better Mighty Ducks than the Mighty Ducks or the Mighty Ducks 2. Leave Mighty Ducks 3 out of this. I'll go to town. I'll fucking email you back. You're going to get emails from Vince Troya about how this is better. Three a day and they'll start at 4 a.m. And you'll be like, please stop emailing me. Unsubscribe. And and Vince will be like, well, luckily I'm a real human being, not a robot, motherfucker. You email me first, so I'm going to keep responding to you, you motherfucker. Yeah, you're going to hate it. I'm going to just emailing you every day. Be like, Keanu is a better Emilio than Emilio. I want to see him in Young Guns. He would be so much better as Billy the Kid than Emilio ever could. Oh my fucking God. I want to see him in Working Men. He was so much good, better than fucking uh, So much good, better. So much good, better. I want to see him next to Charlie Sheen doing that garbage man stuff. Uh, So if you have seen this movie, you already know, but if you haven't seen this movie, know that a child dies because like that seriously fucked me up. Because when the child dies, I was like, that's... That's a bloody boy for you, Vince. So what fucked me up? Vince, on a scale of up or down, the bloody boy. Down, bloody boy. I had an emotional connection. What fucked me up before Jeep Baby was they just cut out like the semifinals match. It's like, all right, you know, (sighs) Jefferson's dying of, you know, he's like sucking on his inhaler and then it just cut out. That was it. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right. And then they bring in the whole scene with G baby and his brother coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. And that all happens. And then it's the funeral. And then it's like, then they flash back to that game. And that was like the even more so. So G baby dying was one thing. Right. But then they flash back to G baby, just being a total boss out there and win it for the team. And it just is it. And that's Keanu's redemption moment because yeah. that's when it's clear that he's a good dad to the team. Yeah. He's like, G-Baby, we are relying on you. Yeah. And they're not relying on G-Baby. He's not lying to G-Baby. Yeah, yeah. He just wants the kid to play, right? It, and that's... But he needs him. He does need him. Yeah. But only technically. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> like, he's probably the most loyal of all the kids to the to the um, Kakambas, right? Yeah. Because he, he never got to play a game the whole season, but he was there. 
you know, negotiating deals with Coach <laughs> Connor, you know, doing all the legwork, you know, and, and sitting there supporting his his teammates. Precocious yeah. child. And then, yeah. He's, a, he, he's the smartest of all of them. He is. He's a tiny little baby, but he's smart because yep. he's hanging out with older kids, right? Exactly, exactly. And then it's like two- It's fucked up that he just killed- get, It's not like- it's not like he's killed for like a reason. It's just like random gang violence because they live in the hood. Yep, yep. And it's the last inning, right? Dude, Two it outs. fucking sucked. This movie is all about the hood as being like a dangerous place to live for absolutely no reason at all. Is I it mean, to be real? We don't know. But like we all mentioned when we were watching the movie in the late 90s, early 2000s, like that was a dangerous place to live. Like, but is this they, just part they were of the living propaganda. in the projects of Chicago? We were talking when the movie started. Do high rise projects still exist? We're not experienced on this. We don't know the answers. Yeah, we have no but idea. But we know that these particular projects have been demolished. Yes. And on The Wire, which is also a show about the hood, they also demolished some fucking high rises. Mm-hmm. Like, there is something about demolishing the high rises. And this this culture, I don't know, like this, this movie has something to say about it, but it doesn't know what. And I think this might be part of the negative propaganda against those government projects that got them torn down. Yeah. I think this might be a propaganda piece is what I mean to say. Well, they, if they demolish the, pro, uh, the projects, Chicago is still dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> if they Why? Well, it's just like, I don't know. They demolish the projects. Like all it does is just create more homeless people. Like it doesn't help anything. Well, like expensive uh, housing does solve one problem, and that's like funding for city projects based on taxes. But mm-hmm. the projects, the housing projects, are then gone. So what? What is the money going towards? I have no idea. Turning the fucking what are river taxes, green. What are taxes for? What is Dan Gilbert paying taxes for? Is Dan Gilbert paying taxes? Yeah, that's the best question I've heard all day. And that's not what this movie's about. It's about the children playing fucking sports so that they don't do crime. And then when, as soon as a kid is kicked off the TV, he goes and does crime. Immediately. Like, I don't know if the messages of the film are wrong. Like, well, we see we see Jamal, and then he gets kicked off the team, and then the next time we see him. He's involved in gang activity directly, directly. <laughs> and he is uh, telling other children, do not come into this building. No, no, he just shakes his head. But yeah, he's telling them not to come in this building because they're waiting to kill someone. Well, he, he looks like he's equally as embarrassed, right? Like he's now he's with the, you know, he's in the gang, right? That's causing all this trouble. And he's like embarrassed. And, and like, what else are these kids going to do, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Coach Connor takes the kid, one of the kids back, like walks into the projects, takes him to his house. And he's like, what do you do for fun around here? He's like, well, we play baseball with you. That's all these kids got, you know? White savior. Mm. We play baseball with Keanu. We play baseball with Keanu. I'd love to play baseball with Keanu, just saying. I'd like to play hockey with Keanu. <laughs> I'd do anything with Keanu. Hey, I'd like to smoke a joint with him. Yeah. Oh, hey, Vince. How are you today? I'll be like, whoa, Keanu. Hey, don't do that. That's my voice. That's how I talk. Talk like you talk, dude. You're being weird. <laughs> That's exactly what he would say. He'd be like, do you man, want be yourself? And I'd be like, Keanu. I love you. 
Stop being weird, Vince. Let's just hang out. I've got to hang out with you for the next 30 minutes because you booked me for a cameo on your Crazy for Swayze podcast. <laughs> Since you paid $10,000 for it, I feel like I should pay you adequately with my services. You're but, being weird. Because Keanu's I, legit like that, right? Like, but, you hear stories about him. But I only time $12,000. Your time starts now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But in all, in all realness, though, Keanu... Is a fantastic actor. He like, nailed it. Yeah. He nailed it in this movie. I think that he sold it one hundred percent. You see how sweaty he was at the beginning. He was so sweaty. He's like waking up with a hangover, you know, going to like teach these kids baseball, you know. And he didn't even know he was gonna have I'm, to. Yeah, I'm twelve G's in like, debt. Like he just showed up. Like his friends, like meet me in the projects. He's like, I don't know about that, bro. And his friends, like meet me in the projects. So he meets him in the projects, and he's like, anyway. So here's all my baseball shit. And the kids are like, Hey, we know you, Mr. Jimmy. What's up? Are you gonna teach us baseball today? Or are you leaving like always? He's like, I'm leaving like always, kids. Keanu's your new Keanu's your new coach, and they're like. We like him. He's sexy. And he's like, <laughs> anyways. You're telling me like it. He's sexy. I'm leaving for three weeks. See you never. Like, I have business Canada in Canada. Like, got business in Canada. Not even like a place in Canada. The general Canada. We haven't even singly once talked about the woman that the Keanu is theoretically romantically interested in. We We've did. been recording for 50 minutes. We talked about Diane Lane. Oh, that's his love interest. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, just said how she. You should, yep, yep. It was a little kiss at the end. You know, a little good, good luck kiss. Terrible. I like how it wasn't like overly, like sexual the entire movie. Like it was just like, a, hey, a good job kiss. I don't know if it was romantic, even though. Yeah. No, that's the question. It was like, no. congratulations, you did your job. Here's a kiss. Uh, he did the bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he then it he was his attaboy. His yeah. eulogy was pretty sick. His yeah, eulogy was. was awesome. Then when he dropped the mic, he was like, bah, and he walked out. <laughs> Pulled out his pack of cigarettes, like, sort of you, lit one up in the church before he You've got a bunch out. of people that want to talk to you about baseball in the multi-purpose room. And he's like, baseball's over. And he's like, that's what they want to talk to you about. It's, yep. a, bunch of, it's a bunch of boys. Yep. A bunch of boys chilling. They're like, yo, we have our suits on. We're going to play this baseball game. Yeah. So you quitting on us again? Mm-hmm. Like we're doing this for G, baby. If I was confronted by a mob of boys in matching suits, legitimately, I'd do yeah. what they said. Especially yeah. if you Can't gave them the suits, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, I armed them. Yeah. I would be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever you want, kids. Yeah. I'm we're going to the do. ship, Coach we're, Connor. I'll take you to any ship. You want to go to the Titanic? Get in this fucking submarine. <laughs> I will take you there. In hindsight, that would be bad. But they they were pretty good at baseball. Did they break any rules though? They didn't. Not that I knew of. Breaking oh, other rules. than like I would have loved to have seen a fucking drop big kick. papa. That's not against the rules. There ain't no rule in the book that says you can't you want, sing big Do you want to see like, one of the kids like slide in the second base but like kick somebody in the chest with both feet? Yeah. <laughs> I love the team they played where the kid's like running around and gets like a gut shot with the ball and it's just like a cut scene. And the kid's like, oh! <laughs> it's just like totally irrelevant and it, you got to really look for it, but it was great. All the football was montage. Yeah. All the football? All the baseball. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know what sport this was. It's foosball. <laughs> 
All the baseball was montage. I okay, mean, it all, was fun. Like they more they, montage than movie is a point on both scales. <laughs> I won't even say more montage than movie. This was kind of like a whip it, you know. Like even when it wasn't doing the sport, it was it was kind of exciting. But the the sport was like a hyper like turned up to twelve on acid version of the sport like it was like all the best parts all you just saw the highlight reel and then it was over and then it was still great in the context but like that's how i feel whip it is like i've gone to quite a few roller derbies and they're not as exhilarating as whip it makes it seem so it wasn't about the ship the whole time it wasn't about making it the oh, it was never right. about the sports it was always about these children finding their dad it's all about these kids it's all about the kids <sighs> remember when the one kid's like bitch this book bitch. a wrinkle in time is fucked up because this bitch yeah. this bitch she ball, thinks her dad's bitch. coming back he's on an alien planet motherfucker like where I come he's from, been corrupted by an ai motherfucker. Back. where i come from dads don't come back but if you read the fucking book, dad does come back and he knows that because he yeah. did read the book. Yeah. He comes back, but he's still fucked up. Mm-hmm. A Wrinkle in Time some good shit. I ain't seen the movie. I, it's weird though, this movie that came out in 2001. R.I.P. 9-11. Never forget. <laughs> uh, Three days later. I three didn't know. days later. Three, three, three days later. Three days you know, they later. pulled movies because of 9-11, right? They I think pulled it was like Arnold. Spider-Man songs was because of 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it Arnold or somebody on a plane? that it was, it was, Mark was, Wahlberg. Was it Mark Wahlberg? Did yeah, we come yeah. to an agreement on who did 9-11? Yeah, George, George Bush. George Bush, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, Mark Wahlberg was going to be on a plane. And if he would have been there, mm-hmm. he would have stopped it. Yeah, and also the well, master of the skies, is the, the the turtle club scene specifically was filming on nine eleven, and when it happened, because this was like four hour time difference between L A and New York, they were like, "We're gonna cut this today, so we're not gonna film this." But that was what was scheduled to film, <coughs> which filmed after nine eleven. Which was awful. It so tainted everything. Only because everyone agrees nine eleven yeah. was bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only to expect that nine eleven tainted that scene. Nine eleven tainted everything. Turtle. 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 <laughs> turtle. I bought that movie. Watching you do it is funny. <laughs> I bought that movie at a garage sale. When I say garage sale, I mean turtle. lawn sale. And when I say bought, I mean I say I obtained it for free. Really? Um, I got it very interesting. With, the ins- with the explicit intention to watch it once and then threaten all of my friends with children because they would love the turtle, turtle, turtle scene. <laughs> and they would ask to watch it over and over again. Oh my God. Stop. And all of my friends would then have to watch the entire movie. Mm-hmm. You know... That was like Josh Brolin's dad, John Brolin, like his last movie. Hi, my name's John Brolin. Turtle. Turtle. <laughs> he played He played Dana Carvey's dad. Yeah, he was the turtle dad. Yeah. He was turtle dad. Turtle Dana Carvey dad. is brilliant, though. He, he, he is. I, 
I will give that movie one not like one it's plus not, one. It's not a brilliant movie. But Dana Carvey is an individual. What is one plus He's one? Great. I'll I, give him a plus oh, one for I, 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 for the, for the dog, the cuteness. So you're saying it's two, or is no, these no, two separate scales? No, no. the 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 movie gets a plus one, just plus one Vince, in I general. I, I just for the cuteness. I don't care about Master of Disguise. Uh-huh. Tell me what you think about this movie. What do you rate it on your patented oh, scale? Oh, this movie? Yes. Oh, do you do you really want to know? Yeah. Four and a half out of five. Like I wow. love this movie. Yeah. This movie is great. I cried multiple times. I thought it was believable. I love that Martha was in it. Martha! Like, I loved it. <laughs> like I liked that Keanu kicked his own ass. Oh, I loved how fucking part. sassy all the all the fucking kids were. It was my movie. I'm a sucker for bat for baseball movies and basketball. Batsball. Is that what and, you were going to say? Yeah, I'm a sucker for Batman, I'm a sucker for baseball, and I'm a sucker for Bicky Smalls. And this had all three of them. The BBB. Like, the BBB. I loved it. Four and a half out of five. Like, if you want to get to Vince Troya, this is a fucking movie for it. Good work. Fuck yes. That's a review. I loved it. Andrew, what do you think? Out of any Skin. number. Out of any number, so no, no, any no number. restrictions. Still Anything restrictions. you think. My, my own personal scale, right? Yeah, if you want to make it mm. two hundred and seventy-five out of six hundred and sixty-six, I have no qualms. Anything you want, man. Really put me on the spot with this one. It's but, a tough choice. So I'll, I'll go out of five as well, right? All right, it's like an easy scale. Um, it's easy. I'd say, I'd say a four out of five. Yeah. Four out of five. Why I do you say it. four out of five? It. I love it. Uh, well, if it's like perfect, what's bad about it? I, I mean... That you wouldn't give it a five out of five. So, I, I guess we're it's Keanu month, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and we're talking yeah. about Keanu, right? Mm-hmm. And Keanu. Keanu, for me, action movie all the way, right? Yeah. It, 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 I, it's like putting Clint Eastwood or like, you know, Bruce Willis or a Sylvester Stallone. It's something that's not an action movie, right? So yeah. it's not, I, Keanu for me has a special place in my heart, right? Speed, it's like one of the first times I've ever seen Keanu Reeves. Uh, Matrix, John Wicks are just absolutely, you know, and it, it, mm-hmm. as cheesy as it is, right? I like seeing John Wick in a good old classic action film, right? Yeah. So this is, this is more than that. It's but more. It's more than that. But it's it's not my classic Keanu, you know, how I picture Keanu Reeves. You don't imagine him as a washed up fucking loser. Yeah, who owes some yeah, guy he's sports betting, and yeah. he's kicking his own ass. Oh, I he's, I he's loved with it though. Dead guys' names. That's one but of my like, favorite Swayze yeah. roles. It's just like him all fucked up and like being on the wrong side of the law. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen that often. That's it the same for Keanu, right? Yeah, but I, I think a five out of five for me would be like almost impossible. So it's about as good as a rating you can get as a movie in, in my book. Four out of five. Yeah, four out of five. Four out of five because you can't be perfect, right? You can't. That's what they say. But That's, I love it. You, you know sound like Roger Ebert. Do I? You know, at this moment. Should I withhold like my Roger rating Ebert. until we hear what Roger Ebert has to say? Can we listen to Roger Ebert next and then the reviews? Then I'll give mine. <sighs> Is that po- is that possible or is that impossible? Dude, you're breaking form, but I'll allow it. Okay. Do you yeah. want to hear what Roger Ebert has to say about this film? Yes. 
All right. All right. Let's hear. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got it. I have one paragraph. He rates on a scale of four stars, and, and you said yeah. four out of five stars because nothing can be perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. what I always say about Roger Ebert. Okay. Josh, he rates on a scale of four stars. I want. I want you to give me your quick, just your, just your rating right now. I don't my want rating right now. Four out of five stars. All right, all right. Roger Ebert says, Hardball tells a story of a compulsive gambler whose life is turned around by a season of coaching an inner-city baseball team. That sounds like a winning formula for a movie, and it might be if told us more, but it doesn't. It drifts above the surface of its natural subjects, content to be a genre picture we are always aware of the formula in this picture about the real life and we shouldn't be i uh the uh, sub 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 bar uh this is based on a real book i didn't tell you guys this was based on a book called hardball a season of the projects by daniel coyle Okay, um, okay, what I know about Roger Ebert is that he liked this, but it did not make him horny. Why would it make him horny? <laughs> There's no reason that it would make him horny. Perfect, perfect. It's exactly what I want to hear from Roger Ebert. He does not get horny over a kid's movie. Well, he'd like the sister. He likes the implied innocence. Um, <laughs> but, but, he was like, this movie's real as fuck, and I like that. Three out of four stars from Roger Ebert. Maybe more. Three That's my guess. out of four? What do you think, Andrew? From Roger Ebert? From he Roger only, Ebert. He rates it on a scale of four. Yeah. And from that from that review, I don't know, a two out of four, right? If it's out of four? Because, man, he just was awfully brutal with it. This like, is the right? thing, is that Vince exposed himself as a, a con did. artist and a manipulator on the previous uh-huh. episode. All right. He said he pulls a fucking quote out that's out of context that makes the movie sound bad and horny. <laughs> so is that all real quote? I mean, I, 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 everything I read was real. Okay. Um, I, 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 I paraphrased exactly one part. Roger Ebert, listen. Roger Ebert reads like 10 paragraphs. Vince chooses half of one paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst one. Yeah. That makes it's it so sound fun. It's so fun. And angry. Okay. It's so fun. It's the best. I like this. I like yeah. This. Yeah. It really, made, it really skewed Joss's like opinion of you Ebert. You fucked me. Yeah. He thought Ebert was just horny for everything. And no, I was just giving him one out of 5%. Like, oh, man. You were looking for the horny shit. It's exactly what I was looking for. I wanted to throw you for a loop, bro. You fucked me, Vince. <laughs> After this, I'm going to go go back and read the whole review because I just feel like I've been cheated. <laughs> the reviews are usually pretty ignorant. Roger Ebert gave right. this two and a half out of four stars. Okay. Okay. He liked it. He liked it. But it didn't make him horny. It didn't make him horny. There were too many children. But he liked that it was The Wire. He liked it. He liked it. Now, Josh, tell me why you liked it. I liked it because it was The Wire. (laughs) (laughs) Even Michael B. Jordan was there. He was like, hey, I'm The Wire. I'll be on The Wire soon. I have a Baltimore accent. I'll be on The Wire in 10 years. No, no, no. Like two years. In two years? Yeah. As a child. When was The Wire? 
It's like 2002 to 2006 or 7. Yeah. Maybe 2009. Well, Michael B. Jordan may have been on this as a child. He was on this and The Wire as a child, yes. Michael B. Jordan was on this and The Wire as a child. Big ups to him because, he, man, he's an actor for real. Congratulations, Michael B. Jordan. Remember the part that I was like, child. I remember the and part. making it. I was like, he's, stop acting. Stop. Stop. It hey. was too much. Yeah, you were like, be a child. Be a child. <laughs> stop acting. Be a child. Be a child. <laughs> Just play baseball because it's fun, not because you need a dad. I was fucked up, dude. I need to know where this ranks on the Swayze scale. It's the only metric that truly matters. Andrew, are you familiar with the Swayze scale? I'm not. I'm new to all this, so tell me about it. Tell me about the Swayze scale. Josh? Well, it's a 10-point scale that ranks something based on its Swayze-ness. Mm. The Swayze-ness is ultimately subjective, but like we think that we've cultivated a pretty good like arbitrary but also subjective uh, idea of what the Swayze scale is. As you know, I like making up things as we go along. Yep. So, But we've been going That's along for some time, and I think we've almost got it perfect. I think we may have. Okay, uh, was there a road trip in this film? The part where they go to the, the game? Do you think there was yeah. a road trip? 100%. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they, they piled into a wooded side of the station wagon. I will count that as a road trip. And that was my sick whip. I like that as well. Because um, that's one of our points as well, Andrew, is the sick whip. But I didn't see Perfect. a single goddamn horse or equine being. Nope. No, they don't have horses mm. in the projects, unfortunately. Did They should. Uh, do you believe in romance? I do. I do. And I think that Diane Lane had a whisper of it. And that he earned it. I think he did. Because we're going to come back to it He read that book. Um... Was there like expressions of gender identity or anything? Did this movie have anything to say any about uh, what being a man or a woman is? I think the only women in this movie were either mothers or teachers. Okay, so there's no women here, so I'm just gonna just give it a big old X. So no, no women or no. feminisms. No, but feminism. there was the fighting. I, did you see a knife? Did anyone see a knife? I did not see a knife. Well, Keanu Reeves did kick his own ass. So there was some fighting, but it's just. Well, and the, kid, no, the children fought amongst oh, yeah, themselves a lot. Yeah, 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 they did. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was athletics. This was a, a sports movie. And, of course, there was the dancing. There was. I love it yep. when you yep. call me Big Papa. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Yep. Throw them hands in the air if you're a true player. No nudity because this is a children's movie. It was rated PG-13, so it could reach the children. Mm -hmm. It was it was rated PG-13 after the fact. But remember when the child was like, Oh my God, daddies don't come back, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. That was the dad stuff, and Keanu was dad. Keanu and there was, was obviously dad. class stuff, but Keanu was classless. He lived on a boat. Mm-hmm. Is that where he lived? Oh, no, not in this movie. Uh, in the other movie, he did not live on a boat. He lived in an apartment that he Johnny climbed Utah into. lived on the boat, and then he went to go teach the children at the... <laughs> At the projects. You're killing me right now. And he intersected with Candyman. He's like, I'll kill you, Candyman. You're killing me right now. Okay, man. so if I had to say, on our patented Swayze scale, the only thing we're missing really is nudity. We're missing horses, of course. We're missing genders. And uh, that's it. So I'm seeing a bonus point or two. Oh, 
I love a bonus point. Mm. Oh, because we've got a bonus point for dancing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's it. So we've got a seven out of ten big papas with the bonus. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. On our Swayze scale. Swayze scale. This is my favorite Swayze scale. Swayze scale. So far. Do you think so? I love a Biggie Smalls. You do love Biggie Smalls. I know that about you. Dude, right? I, I have it in my car right now. And, like, I've been thinking about taking it out because there are too many interludes. Like, mm. all right, so let's talk about 90s hip-hop records for a second. Skits are a thing. What do you mm-hmm. think changed? I don't know, first and foremost. I don't know what changed, but I'm happy it did because I am fucking sick of hearing rappers get or and I want to include Axl Rose in this as well. My man, in Rocket Queen, Axl Rose convinced the drummer of fucking uh, Guns N' Roses uh, to... Not his, not him. Fuck. I'm sorry. His girlfriend to have sex with him, and they recorded it. Stephen Adler's girlfriend. Yeah. And it's on the record during Rocket Queen, during the 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 fucking the bridge bullshit. It's Axl Rose having sex with Stephen Adler's girlfriend. And they edit it as a skit on the album. Well, no, it's just right. it's in the song. Oh, oh. And oh. It, but Same. like. Hip hop records are constantly having like sex interludes of just like, oh yeah, girl, give me that, give me that, oh yeah, oh yeah, and just like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like fifteen seconds long and just, oh, yeah, minutes, minutes, oh, oh, minutes. Boy. Like there were like two or three on Ready to Die, and there's like two on uh fucking the Chronic two thousand one, mm-hmm. and there's like one or two on the Chronic, and just like there are so it, it was such a like staple in hip hop in the early two thousands like nineties mm-hmm. that I'm it just like it. I 100%. I have a hard time getting down because I'm like dude you have so many fucking bangers on this record mm-hmm. it bangs fucking front to back but. Every six songs, there's just like sex noises. And I'm like, I'm trying to listen to this in my car during rush hour. This is this is rough. This is very normie behavior. This is normie behavior? Just roll the windows down, crank up the volume. I'm sorry, I have opinions on hip hop. I also have opinions on hip hop. What are your opinions on hip hop? I just wouldn't say those particular opinions. You don't want to listen to sex noises while you're driving home? From work, I just wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, you, you you would you would think it. I'm not gonna. Be it, no, 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 I would think it. I'm not even worried. If, if we were sitting in a car together and it was like, all right, let's just skip this skit. <laughs> you know, hey, like, do you guys yeah. like listening to people getting blowjobs? Hell yeah. Let's, yeah. Do you let's, like listening to blowjobs? Write in to SwayzePod at gmail.com. We also have like fucking instagrams and bullshits just just at swayze pod if we're not there we don't have it obviously josh is on letterbox at joshua c y i'm on letterbox at vincent troya andrew is on the internet andrew do you have things to promote uh not really i mean i am on instagram and uh i'm not gonna I pressure accept, you uh, letters at my home but i won't 
get my address. <laughs> I'm not going to pressure you. Give your giving your address? internet address. Yeah. Well, but yeah. If you'd like you can, to, you're welcome. You to. can find me at uh, at Andy Boy and A N underscore D underscore B O I on Instagram. Check out my page. It's really nothing special. If you're pro weed, maybe check out his page. Yeah, I do grow weed for a living on a very very big cannabis farm. Michigan, so yeah, maybe it's pretty you should fun. check it out a little bit. What was that handle again, Andrew? At Andy Boy, A N underscore D underscore B O I. Yep, so what we have on our Keanu scale thus far, right, is uh, the blank slate. He's the everyman. He comes into the situation, he's like, whoa, what's happening? What? I don't know what's going on. And this movie, he's not a relatable character because we're not Adam Sandler in Uncut Jams. You're not a, a drunk you're not a gambler. You're not living in Chicago. You're I'm at least like one of those things. Owing a bookie like copious amounts of money. Right, 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 right. But he is. Mm-hmm. But I believe it. Because he's like, whoa, what's happening to me? I just ended up in this situation. No one can kicks my ass more than I can kicks my ass. One of our guests has suggested ill-fitting suits. I agree I with this. To fit, I wanted to take it off the scale because I didn't think it agreed with his... Filmography, but it does. It does. It does, especially in Hardball here. Yeah, in that 100%. first scene when he wears oh, that, so, that suit to go in the class. That is actually so yep. perfect. Yep, he's the teacher. Uh, so I does his own stunts. That's one we have in, in, in here, but he didn't have any stunts in this film. Smash his, gla- his head in that <laughs> fucking glass. Oh, I'm kicking my own ass. I'm kicking yeah. my own ass. <laughs> no one can kick my ass. That's like what me. he says. You know, he did that himself, right? Uh, that was there's no. Oh, they didn't bring in somebody else. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay, so he does do his own stunts. Uh, trauma bonding. He does trauma bond with the children with all the boys, but they're having different trauma than him. What? trauma are they having they're having the trauma of living in the inner city and he's having the trauma of being an alcoholic who made really bad decisions <laughs> i love that every time that like he's making the decision you see him take a shot at a time <laughs> it's so fucking funny but they do trauma bond it's just different trauma 100 percent the, the boys think it's genuine, and he's just an alcoholic. And then we had explosions. I, that was the one that I wanted to add, but he only had, like, ex- emotional explosions in this movie. You know, yep. that's a great point. <laughs> Do you think those count? Do you think that counts, Andrew? Uh, I think it would. I Ever? think it would. It, it, I mean, if it's not an action movie, right, it's hard to have explosions, right? That's fair. So I, you gotta, if it is an action movie and there aren't any actual explosions, it doesn't get it. No. No, it wouldn't count. Okay. 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 Yeah. So it yeah. depends on the movie in question, but yes, emotional explosions count. All right. Okay. Romance. And he must earn it. Do you think he earned it with Diane Lane? He tried. <laughs> Uh, poorly. I mean, like loosely. He like he was like the soft hand job of trying. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> he was not trying. Like he showed up, and she's like, "Are you trying to ask me on a date?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know. Should I?" And she's like, "Yeah," because <laughs> that's how it's been working in these movies. Actually, yeah. he, he got to her through the children, though. And that's yeah. part of the modest sex symbol, right? The modest sex symbol. You know, he shows mm-hmm. up, and he's like, he's all beat up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that works. Uh, we've also got shit on his face. He had that shit on his face. He did have some shit on his face. And the the model introduction, you know, where somebody comes in and they're like, oh, they're whooping their hair all about. And this movie, it wasn't Keanu. Yeah. It was Sammy. It was Sammy Sosa. So that's what we've got so the far. the Chicago Cubs. That's nine items on a potential Keanu scale. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Andrew, do you have anything to add? Do you think we should add or weigh anything heavier or lesser? Anything? Can I can I step outside of the movies? Is that possible? Oh yeah, like who Keanu is as like a person. That's part of the Swayze scale. Yeah, because Keanu, he's got had a lot of struggles in his life, right? He Mm -hmm. he just you know wasn't just placed in uh in Hollywood and made it right. Yeah, he started in theater. I mean, he didn't have the best childhood growing up. Mm. You know, he had, he, he, his, his mom was a struggling, you know, single, single mom, I think with three children. He had a, he had a sister and a brother, I think, I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, but his, uh, I believe his sister passed away from some kind of disease or cancer or something like that, you know, and it just all adds to his, to who he is. Yeah. Right. And he's, he's great with the fans. And he's giving back, right? He's he's donating to charity, you know. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like that that should have some kind of weight, like outside the movie. Yeah, uh, it's like know. a heart of gold situation. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. No matter like who he's gonna be, is he a guy who's got 160 gigabytes of data jacked into his head, <laughs> or is he an FBI agent? Yeah. Or you is know? he a fucking guy who's just trying to reach these kids? Yeah. He's got a heart of gold, no matter. Yeah. What. Does he do it for good though? Right. These yeah. fucking guys come and kick his dog, you know, and 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 uh, what's take his car and shit and John Wick. Yeah. And he just goes off on a fucking killing spree. Like, does that justify that? Like, you're coming out of retirement to fuck these guys up because your dead good, wife's dog. That, he's a good guy. And that, that that's would, a great point. That pulled my heartstrings there like you fuck Mm -hmm. with the dog in a movie and i immediately hate you right i hated those fucking those russian guys in the original john wick those guys can fucking die right because they killed poor keanu's dog you know know, this guy's just trying to live his life and they come kill his fucking dog and steal his car um but would that justify is that doing good right because you just massacred and and through the whole john wick series it's just (laughs) death the whole fucking time yeah yeah. The first so, movie doesn't get into the mythology, right? Because it's yeah. like because he helped. Well, Vin Diesel wasn't involved yet. Let let, let him get involved, and the yeah. mythology will grow, and then eventually they'll go to space. Family, and, yeah. and you know, family will show up, and they'll have to get Brie Larson involved. Yeah, looking at this scale, though, you know, without you almost have to count all the John Wick. John Wick movies is like one, right? Right. Because it's like, you know, you got Haley Berry there in the most, oh, well, not the most recent, but the, I believe it's John Wick 3. And it's mm-hmm. like a love interest, right? But she like just comes up and slaps him in the face. Like there's some Two history dogs. there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's there's always that love interest. And I feel like in Keanu movies, you know, 
whether it's Trinity. You he's got to I mean, earn it. He's got to earn it, though. It, it, but it's that modest, you know, they're not like, there's not like crazy sex scenes with Keanu Reeves and his love interest. It's like that, it just skims the surface of it, but it adds layers to the whole story, right? He's doing it for yeah, a reason. That's and there's part a, of the squeeziness. There's, a, there's mm-hmm. a princess to scoop up and, you know, ride off into the sunset with but he does, you don't actually consent. see it he wants consent yeah 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 i was gonna say like i i think i i agree with you like he is just a very honorable mm-hmm. very like traditional like i want to be respected and want you to feel respected kind of dude like maybe maybe just the idea of Genuine respect is something that Keanu tries to respect. Yeah, like tries to push forward and like give to everyone that he's around. Yeah, 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 yeah